This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday, I mean, not this last Sunday, but pretty much most Sundays, you get a whole nother bonus episode of this very podcast. You get me and Maureen all over again, doing a little something we call the town watch. That's if you give it the five or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month. Because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. So that's pretty great. All at patreon.com slash says who. Wowie! It's book wow. time. I, yeah, I decided to try to bring a little Man, energy to the... It worked. Yeah. Books. So much book info. I was. I had a meeting with my editor this morning. Listen, if you haven't read Truly Divas, what's the matter? What's the matter? What do I got to do? Do you mean the Nine Liars, or do you just mean generally the Truly Devious series by yeah, I mean, Johnson? Serious, I mean that. I mean that generally. Okay. I mean it specifically, okay. and I mean it spiritually and emotionally. I, I appreciate the specificity and Look, the flexibility of all the ways you mean it. Every week, I'm here telling people about it. It's true. You think that they know? They're what if someone probably, doesn't know? It's that's why you got to keep saying it. Truly Devious. Read it or I show up in your house. Uh oh. Yeah, I just show up. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, that yeah. seems fine. Okay. That's if you don't read it. Right. So if somebody really wanted you to come to their house, you're disincentivizing them. Right. But the from thing actually is, actually reading your book, I will come, but in a way and at a time and in a form that they won't know I was there. It's like that clown oh. you hired to hide by the hide window. At your, yeah. Yeah. And every time they looked at the window, he ducked down. Mm -hmm. Every room you're in looking for me, I will slip to the next room. Got it. So it's more creepy than it is. Yeah. Like, fun. I, and I'll be like, I was there. Oh, God. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm so tired. Well, <laughs> if you want to order. Maureen's books on the internet. Why not head on over to kickbezosintheballs.org, our own little bookshop on the internet where you can get Maureen's books or other books. Just books generally is great. That's a kickbezosintheballs.org. You can also go, if you're buying things on the internet, to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have plenty of Says Who merchandise waiting for you. You, merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Hey, I'm Maureen. Yep. Are Hold you... on a second. Hold on one second. Sorry, excuse me. Sorry, just can I? Yeah, thank you. Are you? Hey, what's up? Are you not at home? Well, what's a home, Dan? I mean, home is where you're at, where you feel at home, where you live, and places can be home that you don't think of as home. For example, I do feel at home right now. Okay, you appear to be... In an airplane seat. Yep. Right. Now, I didn't live here a while. I've, I've, I've only come here recently to live. Um, okay. I've been, I tried to get down to Texas. There's been some mechanical issues with this plane. Um, but they say we're going to leave soon. They think we're going to leave soon. So Weren't uh, you supposed to fly to Texas on, like, Friday? Well, that's the old calendar. We, um, we've... We hear, well, I'm part of, I'm not part of the council. I'm part of the, there's like a group of advisors that work with the council. The council is made up of people. There's, there's a couple representatives of first class and then a couple representatives from coach. Um, and I advise on certain matters, but I'm not on the calendar committee, but we have changed the structure of days. So oh. um, we kind of go by uh, oh, visits from the maintenance crew, um, also, so length of movies is uh, so. Um, you're just on the tarmac. Yeah. At LaGuardia. We th we call it the Big Black Ocean now. Okay. Um, and our island, um, we uh, we're working on a new currency at the moment. Oh. It's those little cookies, uh, the little dry cookies you get. Uh huh. Because uh, it is a dwindling resource. Um. But we have avoided so far the fighting between the two factions. Oh, 
Okay. So um, I'm really, really hoping for peace. Uh, but we so far have, we're, we're just tentative peace. But again, you know, um, the resources are dwindling, but we have to really come together. I have concerns. I said that I used my diaphragm so much, I tipped my desk back. Yeah, your camera's like shaking. Yeah, I actually brought that out of my, that's good. That's good, like okay. down here work. <gasps> to says who? Yeah. The podcast that's from, I'm actually not on the airplane still. That was all acting. Yeah. I'm tired today, Dan. I would like to know more about the airplane, though, because it seemed like you were on that airplane for a very long time this week. I went to the North Texas Teen Book Festival on Friday, and I had an 8.30 a.m. flight. That's early flight? Uh, So, you know, I got picked up around, I don't know, it was like 6.15 or something like that. And went to the airport, and we all got in the plane. They're like, planes are early. We're going early. Hey, hey. Hey, and we got on the plane and they started to kind of taxi us out to to wait for to take off. And they're like, hey, there's something, uh, something's up with the um, the uh, ventilation system. So we're going to have to go back and have it looked at. It should take about 30 minutes. And they're like, we have to, they have to pop the uh, engine open and have a look. Yeah, they're just going to need to come on board and do a couple things. Sure. And then they started giving weird, then they took us back to a gate and then they said, well, you can get off if you want. Oh, that's good. And we were like, what does that mean? And then they're like, well, this, you know, we're still going to hopefully leave soon. But if you want to leave, you can. So it was like a challenge whether or not you wanted to stay on board. Right. And then we, uh, then they started to say, if you've been rebooked. So some pe- only a few people left. But they, they also were saying, but we also, this is still a flight. Yeah. So it was like Schrodinger's flight where it both did and not did not exist. Yeah. So now it's like we're supposed to again take off around 8:30. Now it's 10:30, now it's 11. At 11:30 they made us get off the plane. Okay. This was a this this is 11:30 a.m. Yeah. and your originating flight time was 8 8:30. Okay. So this it is made already us get a off. few hours in. Yeah. And then they said but don't go far. Okay. And I went up to the desk to find more information. They were like, we don't know. And then I went, come back in 10 minutes. And I went back and they said, yeah, now your flight's at 1245. I was like, well, okay. do you have anything for us? Like, and they're like, well, have this $15 lunch voucher. Oh, perfect. Let me tell you what $15 buys you in LaGuardia. At an airport. Yeah. Like one of those Li- tiny little tubs of hummus and a couple of pretzel crisps. Quite literally one piece of bread with yeah. um, some goat cheese on it. I believe it. That's not a lot for an airport. No, for that and some sparkling water was like twenty five eight dollars. So perfect. Now I will, you know, I'm on I'm on Harper Books, but you know, yeah. it's still like here's my fifteen dollar voucher. Um, and then at twelve forty five, they you know, put us back on the plane, and then I eventually got to Texas that night. Okay. So I got to Texas. Well, great. How was the How was your time in Texas? Very good. It was very, it was a full-on festival. It was the first time I've been back there. It was the last place I went before the world shut down. That's where yeah. I was at. Yeah. North Texas Team Book Festival, which is an amazing festival. 15,000 attendees. Um, it's huge. Super well run. It's amazing. Uh, it was a really packed day. You know, lots of panels, lots of signings, dinner, talking to people, like people I haven't seen for three years. Yeah. Fle- flew back Sunday and... I don't know. I'm really tired for some reason. You know, you saying it was the last thing you did before the world shut down reminded me that today my phone prompted me uh, one of those like three years ago today photo like notifications. And I opened it up and it was a photograph of the entrance to the target that we frequent. And the entire like main display when you walk in was all just tables full of paper towels and i remember at the mo- that moment like i took a photo of it because i was like well this is not good 
this is not a good sign that they have taken the space that they usually have, like Taylor Swift albums and shit, and have filled it with paper towels. Because this was still, that would have been a week before everything shut down, right? Where it was still kind of like, what's going on? Where should our concern level be? And I, I just remember walking into that Target and being like, oh, that's not good. Well, also, why, we bought a lot of paper towels. Yeah, why paper towels, though? I think that that was, I mean, if you remember, paper towels and toilet paper were two things that were very, very hard to get shortly thereafter. So I think that their internal data or whatever was basically like paper towels, get them all out on the floor. And then whoever was in charge was like, well, we could make it nice. Was it to wipe up surfaces? Yeah. I mean, that was all paper products were. I remember the toilet paper crisis, but I don't remember the paper towel crisis. Yeah, paper towels were very hard to come by for quite a while. Remember those days? And now I've got a roll of paper towels right next to me where I'm blowing my nose because just moments before we started recording, I suddenly was hit with allergies. Paper, toilet paper and flour. Yeah, and yeast. I remember scoring flour and yeast. Yeah. From a bakery supply store. Right, yeah, that was that was that was the whole thing, figuring uh, out how to work that. And then I got a I got like an industrial ten pound ten pound <laughs> bag of rye flour. Perfect. That I never used. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I finally got yeast. It's like yes. We got yeast. And then I was like, the fuck do we need? Like, we're not baking bread. We never baked any bread. You didn't do the bed, bread baking either. I don't think I don't think we did either. Ultimately. No, but I was very excited to have finally scored a yeast. And I was <clears> like, <throat> well, I'll totally bake. And then I never baked bread. Those are good times. Keeping children alive. And look, you did it. I did it. The little one is sick, though. Been sick for a while. I'm sorry. I know it's no good, and I'm I am single parenting, which is all burying the lead. Which is um, Janice is out in Colorado. I think I mentioned this last week. I don't know what days are anymore. Me either. Um, yeah, her dad, who has been um, on a decline, uh, died yesterday. So. I'm very very sorry about this. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer. I mean, it is one of those things where. He was very elderly and had been in a pretty steady health decline since the fall when she was out there for a while. And she was able to get out there to see him when he was still alive. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not great, but also it's, as, you know, as good as it could have played out. So, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm taking the little one to the dock after school today. He no longer has a fever. He's no longer contagious sick. We took him in. I took him in last week as well. They were basically like, it's a bad cough. Maybe it's viral. Like he he doesn't have COVID or anything. Um, They're like, but it it should clear up this weekend. And it totally hasn't cleared up. So he's going in again. It's going in again. I'm sorry. It's, I mean, it is what it is. Well, Dan. It is what it is. We can cheer people up. Okay. By bringing them some news. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, is that is that going to cheer people up, Maureen? I think it will. Ask it's yourself a- deep in your soul. Mm. Is that going to cheer people up? Here's the thing. I'm very tired. And I think I'm making bad decisions. Let's talk about the news. I love it. Well, Maureen, the first bit of news that I collected this week is special just for you. Oh, because a new person has entered the 2024 presidential race. I'm excited. And that person officially throwing her hat in the ring, Marianne Williamson. Yeah. She's back, baby. I can't wait. This is going to be great. She is officially the first Democrat to announce for 2024. Wonderful. Uh, coming in ahead of Joe Biden, who still hasn't announced and who that still is slightly unclear whether or not he will be running. I think he will be running. But asked on Monday if Biden was, quote, annoyed or frustrated with Williamson 
for jumping in the race before she's announced. The White House press secretary literally laughed in the reporter's face, saying, quote, Biden's just not tracking that. And then added, if I had a little, what's it called? A little globe, a crystal ball, a magic eight ball or whatever, then maybe I could tell you if I could feel her aura, I just don't have anything to share. Oh, shit. (laughs) Throwing down. It's on. It is on. Dan, a sign that my man, my man is going to run again is that he has formed a committee, like an advisory committee uh, to look into, you know, just to really feel everybody out. And guess who he's put on it? Who? Our mayor, Eric Adams. Oh, no. Oh, no. Dan, do you wonder sometimes... Do you, are we making the best decisions as a people, as a society? We definitely aren't. Your mayor, Eric Adams, by the way, telling New Yorkers to take their masks off when they go into stores now. Yes. So that they won't commit crimes. That they won't be mistaken for bandits. Yeah. We also have been asked not to wear stripey outfits or those sort of striped mask with the eye holes Ooh, cut yeah. out yeah uh, definitely don't don't dress like the hamburglar or to carry any large burlap sacks with dollar signs on them yeah. we have been asked to stop doing that it's good um or wear those little kind of black berets mm-hmm. um so this is our actual mayor oh yeah i just I mean, want to clarify that he believes that new york is built on magical rocks yes he sure does like we're in game of like like we're in a crystal a crystal island like a castle on a crystal goddamn island <laughs> like we're in skeletor's manor yeah does skeletor have a manor i don't yes. know castle Not grayskull sh- okay that's what i'm thinking of yeah absolutely we live, we live in castle grayskull one of my favorite christmases ever maureen was when i got a castle grayskull from santa I had a vague memory of Castle Grayskull. Yeah, it was cool. It had a well, the toy. It had a little drop down. Uh, what are those? The, the, the trap, the, like a like a drawbridge. Yes, thank you. But it was like the mouth of a skull. Well, awesome. I believe our mayor might be putting. I mean, he lit people. It's sort of like Superman or sort of the Phantom Zone. Like he just kind of has this. Like, like he he thinks we live with a bunch of magic rocks, Dan. He's yeah. now he now doesn't want us to wear masks, so we're not mistaken for for uh, burglars. Yeah, you know, this is an actual human. He's an actual mayor, and is apparently advising Biden, the president of the United States. At some point, Biden is going to announce some major federal rat eradication program from this advising. When all of these things kind of first broke, when we broke free of reality in 2016, and I'm not saying that's when the problem started. I'm just saying that's when a very clear separation in the strains of reality started to happen. Yeah. It felt like I was being pushed out of an airplane. And I've been falling so long and far now that I I think that I mistakenly thought that I'm I could fly and yeah. that we're not eventually all just going to hit the ground. Oh no, we're hitting the ground for sure. But I'm just in that point where I'm so free falling. I'm like Eric, Eric Adams on the Biden's second term advisory committee. Free falling. Free free falling. I've been on a real Tom Petty kick lately, actually. Oh yeah. That guy could write some fucking songs. Could write a tune. He sure could. He sure could. Anyway, Marianne Williamson joins Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, and also a dude named Vivek Ramaswai, who is a biotech engineer who bills himself as, quote, the anti-woke candidate. Okay, Dan, I just want to say, did you ever watch a cartoon called The Wacky Races? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This that was, was like a... a this was that the... was like a Hanna-Barbera... Uh, yep. Like a super cut, kind of, like it was like a super group kind of thing, right? It was, so Saturday morning cartoons, there was this 
cartoon called The Wacky Races. That was it was the big cartoon of the morning. It was like an hour and a half long. Yeah. And the premise was that there were three teams. Right. The Scoobies, like the Yogis, and right. like the Spookies or something. Yeah. Or it, was like the, it was like it was like a Hanna Barbera like crossover. It was like before there was Mar- the Marvel universe. There was the Hanna Barbera universe, and though their various separate cartoons would join together for the wacky races and they were all these three teams would be competing yeah and it was it was it was like they had a huge olympics of these cartoons well, every so, week okay well because i was going to say my favorite thing was the laugh olympics is the laugh olympics and the wacky races the same thing maybe i'm thinking of the same thing because i love the lamp laugh olympics yeah too so maybe they're the same thing that they had the three teams yeah 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 definitely now I'm looking this up. A laugh Olympics. Sidebar. Laugh Olympics. And then yeah. what is the wacky races? Maybe I'm, maybe it was. Okay. Wacky races is an American animated television series produced by Anna Barbera uh, for CBS on Saturday mornings. The feature series features 11 different cars racing against each other in various road rallies throughout North America with all the drivers hoping to win the title of the world's wackiest racer. Okay. Uh, The cartoon had many regular characters with 23 people and animals spread among the 11 race cars. Uh, I think I'm thinking of the Laugh Olympics. I think you're thinking of the Laugh Olympics. I think Wacky Racers was its own thing. And then probably there were people from the Wacky Racers in the Laugh Olympics. Which was the... My point is there are three kind of teams of... There was the Scooby team. Yep. There was a, I think, a Yogi team. Yep. The Scooby Doobies, the Yogi Yahooies. And for all the points, can you name the third team? It was like the Nasties. Close. What was it? The Really Rottens. The Really Rottens. So it was and all the villains. All the villains were on scene. There was Muttley yeah. and there was <laughs> Muttley. My whole point is, Dan, that we have these varying groups. And they would all kind of the 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 rottens would always try to sabotage the Scoobies or the yeah. the yogis or whatever, and and they would all get in these crazy scrapes. That this is how I feel like when I'm thinking about the 2024 race. I very much see the Laugh Olympics. Yeah, that we have these teams of cartoon characters in these weird jalopy constructions that are all like in trying to slam into each other and. Getting yeah. into all kind of kooky situations. So I I'm only barely listening to you because I see I'm that. now on the Muttley Wikipedia right. entry. His eyes had Muttley shifted. was was in the wacky races, but the reason why you're confusing the wacky races and the uh and the Laugh Olympics is because Muttley was also Yeah, in both in the uh in the Laugh Olympics, and in fact Muttley is sometimes confused with the crime-fighting dog Mumbly. Mumbly looked very similar to Muttley, had the same wheezy snicker, but their ears were different. This is the thing about Hanna-Barbera cartoons. They phoned in so much of that shit. They really they did. They were like, okay, how about one guy named Muttley and one guy named Mumbly, and they basically look the same, but don't worry, their ears are kind of different. Listen, I had anyway, a very... Mumbly later showed up as the captain of the Really Rottens and Laugh Olympics along with his accomplice, the Dread Baron, who resembles Dick Dastardly, who is also in the Wacky Races. They didn't really put a lot of thought or effort into this. Sidebar. Someone once pitched a book to me, like, I have an idea for this book, and they described this whole book. And after a moment, I said to them, what you have described and you are so excited about is quite literally the plot of the cartoon, The Funky Phantom, made by <laughs> Hanna-Barbera. Where the spirit of 1776 lived inside a clock. Yes. And a group of kids in a doom buggy found him. It wasn't precisely, but it was close enough that I was like, you have described The Funky Phantom. Amazing. I just, for some reason, have a very good knowledge of a certain certain types of cartoons. I... I think we have established this before. I was I was not allowed to watch a lot of TV as a youth, but Saturday morning cartoons I was allowed to watch. And so, Maureen, I would wake up so early that often 
I would catch the end of the religious programming that would be on before the cartoons would start. Or uh, also at one point, Oprah Winfrey before she was Oprah Winfrey back when she was just sort of a very minor Chicago uh, news like broadcaster. She had a show that I believe was called like AM Chicago or something like that that would be on before the cartoons would start. Uh, but I would, yeah, I would, w- I would wake up so early that I would watch not cartoons, and then uh, the cartoons would start with some real winner local things like the Giggle Snort Hotel, um, and then eventually it would be cartoons. But man, I loved the Saturday morning cartoons, and I watched I- it the real sweet spot where it was like, oh, you can fucking make a cartoon of anything; it's cool, yeah. like the Gummy Bears. They had a cartoon, <laughs> the Rubik's Cube. The Rubik the Amazing Cube had its own cartoon <laughs> where it was a anthropomorphic Rubik's Cube that was magic if he was if he was solved he had a little blue face and arms and legs and he talked like this uh but then he would get if he was unsolved he would just be a Rubik's Cube and so most of the show was him getting you know mixed up and then the kids would have to solve him very quickly to be able to get him magic. I loved that show. All children's programming of this era was created by people on drugs. Yes. Like really, really high doses of strong drugs. <laughs> it's true. I, because many of you won't even be familiar with the phenomena of the Saturday morning cartoon. Right. And all you need to know is that all the good shit, all the stuff you wanted to watch as a, ch- as a small child was on on Saturday from about 7.30 in the morning till around 10.30, maybe 11 in the morning. Yeah. Then they would do, the, like, at least where I was, there would be... Live action. Like, one channel would have some kind of kids' sports show. Uh, another channel would have wrestling. I would watch that. Uh, and then I believe the third channel where we were would show Soul Train or something, like a dance show. Listen, the point was you got up early on Saturday... You pounded sugary cereal. You pounded that shit. Yeah, I wasn't allowed that either. Oh, man. I see. this. I was allowed to watch TV and eat on Saturday mornings. <coughs> All bets were off. Yeah, it was just Cheerios around my house. And then you took in all the cartoons. Oh, yeah. I did and that. And that's, that's how I'm feeling because my brain has gone to a safe space. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, it's thinking totally. about the 2024 election and it's trying to protect me by turning it into the Laugh Olympics. I like it. And we've got the uh, the Biden boomers <laughs> and the the crystals. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got the tech I mean, bros. I think you could just stick with Z. the really rottens for the, yeah, the really rottens. No. Um, and they're all like doing kooky stuff. Uh, except there's some real twists in there. Like, we'll get Eric Adams in because he also loves crystals. So, like, we're just going to really get some kooky characters in there and then just build a lot of jalopies. And we'll, and the the Trump troopers and the, well, the, that's the really rotten. It's like, they're all knowing they're uh, building a little Trump car. And Don Jr.'s like, <laughs> he's driving the, oh, I got it, Dad. And then Eric is in the back just eating mice, pounding yeah. chocolate milk, farting for Jesus. Rudy's Rudy's in there. Rudy is our mutley. Oh yeah. Rudy's so we got we got Don Jr. These are our cartoon characters on the on yeah. the really rotten teams. We got Trump, of course. Yep. We got Don Jr. We got Eric. Yep. Do we put Ivanka in? Eh. Ivanka and Jared, I think, are in there, but they're kind of like plasticky. Who was the <laughs> um I think you kind of cast Ivanka as the Rocky and Bullwinkle villain woman. Mm, Natasha and Boris. Yeah. 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 I think you I think you put them in. Must find Moose. Yeah, exactly. And then uh uh we got uh Rudy's our mutley. Yeah. I'll drive the car. <laughs> uh, today's race. These candidates have to make it to Idaho. <laughs> And give a speech before anybody else. There's been a natural disaster. <laughs> Who will get there first? Poop, there, was a, there was a short moment in time back back in the day when I was doing Punk Planet and 
me and like we shared an office with a printmaker and often we were up really late. And at one point we hatched a scheme to do a like cross country road race. It was all very exciting. And then we got it got the better of us and decided maybe we shouldn't, in fact, get it. But it was like the idea was sort of like there were bands traveling all over. So let's turn it into like shows in every town. But it's a race to each show. Which would be pretty funny. Well, this is a race. I it's know. the 2024 race, Dan. It is the 2024 race. And now race. that I see it as the Laugh Olympics wacky race situation, yeah. it's a lot more fun. And I can personally, psychologically handle it, Dan, because it's <laughs> March 2023 right now. Yeah. March 2023, Dan, is a real year that we live in. It's This is, in fact, this year. This and, year. And. 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 We have to go through another Trump election. We do. With mm-hmm. probably DeSantis. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who mm-hmm. I think will probably be the candidate. Agreed. Without a doubt. He's been able to distill the evilness and remove a level of unpredictability. He just had to be very slightly smarter. That's all. I mean, I don't even know that he's, he's, I think that he ultimately he is much more evil. Right. You know, uh, everybody's smarter. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard to be smarter, but Maury, the good news is. Okay. The good news is we also aren't done with the 2020 election. Because uh, this week we got revelations. I need, I'm going to need cookie crisp for this. I'm going to need cereal. Ongoing, oh, Cookie Crisp. Oh, listen to me, listen. Holy shit, I forgot about Cookie Crisp. Let me tell you about a cereal that I have some fond memories of. Yeah. That's still around and I saw it the other day. Yeah. Honeycomb. Oh, yeah, Honeycomb is good as fuck. Oh, that's a tasty cereal. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of the yellow cereals. Mm. Honeycomb. Yep. Corn Pops. Okay. Golden Grams. Like what you're throwing down? Uh, they're all delicious still. If I had a box of honeycomb cereal right now, I would murder it. Yeah. Honeycomb is great. So maybe the way we get through. So is Golden Grams. Jesus Christ. Golden Grams is good. Maybe it's like we just pretend it's Saturday morning. And if you've never been through Saturday morning cartoons, all you have to do is imagine a really beautiful spring morning where the world is possible. You're going to play in the whole afternoon away. But first you get to pound your favorite cereal and yeah. watch the coolest cartoons in the morning. It's true. This is the reality we want to bring to you. We are the schoolhouse rock. Yeah. That's one to grow on. 2024. You're only smiling more because it's 2024. <laughs> oh Our election God. is so fun. We have Trump and DeSantis. He's decided to run. Running around the town. We got Mary Ann Williamson. She's got a rock. Biden's coming. I don't have I didn't really work out lyrics. I appreciate that though. I I like how you kind of you went in thinking schoolhouse rock, but yeah. you really landed much more on sort of a Annie-esque right. Broadway performance there. I like that. Speaking of schoolhouse rock. Uh, all of the De La Soul albums came out this week, Maureen. Oh, on like all the streamers? On streaming systems. <gasps> and also they are able to sell them. So I actually just today got a vinyl version of Three Feet High and Rising. Because I only over owned uh, Three Feet High and Rising on a cassette, which I have not had for a very long time. And holy fuck, they're good. They really are. And of course, R.I.P. to... Trugoy. Dave. To Trugoy. Yeah. yeah. Deeply, deeply tragic that he died uh, literally two weeks before uh, all of these records got re-released. For those of you that don't know, De La Soul was an extremely influential and revolutionary hip-hop group in the mid-90s, I want to say. Early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. I was in high school. Um, Who just kind of revolutionized sampling in a way that was incredible. 
and uh, just layers upon layers upon layers upon layers of sampling. And this was back before sampling was a thing that anyone got clearances for. And then uh, the success of Three Feet High and Rising, that record, made a bunch of people who had been sampled realize oh, wait, we should be compensated for this. And it was such a complicated process that it literally, they couldn't release their records uh, digitally because none of the samples were cleared. It took 20 years. I think the last 10 years, they've actually actively been working to clear them all. They couldn't actually clear all of them. There are little, little bits in the records that they had to re-record different things for because they could not get all the clearances. But uh, they're out and they sound incredible. It's going to be called happy. Election Rocks, Dan. I like it. Election Rock. And since we have two people at least involved who very much are interested in the magical properties of rock. Yeah. I'm so much happier now that I'm thinking about it this way. Make, build, build whatever it is you need to build in here. Yeah. To build make your mind palace. Just make it as, just give yourself all the cereal you need. I love it. Oh, man, I really want sugar cereal now. Oh, so tasty. How many, like, do you do the thing where you pull, pour a bowl and then you're like, I could just pour a little bit more? So I will admit with Janice gone uh, and not only her situation being stressful, but dealing with the kids is stressful and a sick little kid is stressful and the teen dealing with college stuff is stressful. And I have a bunch of different varying work stresses. I've been doing a lot of stress eating, Maureen. Mm. And uh, just yesterday or the day before was lunchtime. And I was like, I can't even make another lunch because I had made like a lunch for the little one. And I think I'd made like a nice breakfast for the big one who had only just woken up so i was like i'm just gonna have this bowl of cornflakes and then the next thing i know i had had three bowls of cornflakes yeah you just take a little handful more i oh, could just no. take a i was like <laughs> i throw a little milk in there so i could just put a little bit more in yeah, just exactly. to top that off like oh well now it's pretty full so i gotta add a lot yeah, of milk and then you finish it and then you're like oh, I well i could more. just a little bit more yeah. and this was just cornflakes if it had been like a box of apple jacks i would have eaten the oh. entire box Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks are great. Now we're talking some shit. Yeah. Yes. I, the thing about sugar cereal is it is delicious. Right. Also, uh, the Captain Crunch doesn't rip up your the roof of your mouth as much as it did as when we were kids. I don't know nice. what they did to reformulate it, but it no longer kind of cheese graters the roof of your mouth. Captain Crunch. We polished it a little. Yeah, something. It's like they... It, the, I feel like the little... Weird, barely shaped things, little yellow dudes in the Captain Crunch are oh. less big than they were when you're little. I'm and just they thinking, are definitely less sharp. So hungry now. Yeah. It's all I, had, very I had breakfast at a hotel, like a hotel, like cafe, because I yeah. met my editor for breakfast and it had crazy good stuff like yeah. orange blossom waffles and matcha pancakes. And all. like I'm tempted by anything like that. Anything orange blossom or matcha or funny colored. Yeah. Like if you make something blue, I'm like, I'll eat that. But I had the like the bowl of yogurt and fruit with yeah. the chia seeds on it. I like the idea of showing up at a fancy hotel breakfast meeting and being like, Can I just get a bowl of milk? And then you just like whip out your box of cookie crisp. Pour you, it know, in. you talk. I got a cup. You wanna you gotta got one of these selection packs in here. You want a frosted flakes? I always eat these last two. Um, but you know, I do, I start with, you know, I start with the Apple Jacks and anything chocolate, obviously mm -hmm. we move any of the flavors up to the front, uh, fruity pebbles, et cetera. And then we'll kind of get to the very end. Um, and then they, of course they put a cornflakes in here just to be spiteful. Yeah. Dan, are we avoiding the news? A little bit. Okay. So as I was saying, 2020 election is still being revisited, this time in Revelations, from the ongoing discovery phase of the Dominion Voting System's $1.6 billion defamation suit against Fox News. This week, excerpts were released from the deposition given under oath by Fox News owner Rupert Murdoch among the many, many, many revelations from it. Yes, Murdoch said. His host, quote, endorsed various election lies. He added, quote, I would have liked us to be stronger in denouncing it in hindsight. Oh, good. 
He said straight up that he was dubious of Trump's voter fraud claims and added that, quote, we thought everything was on the up and up. However, when asked by Dominion's lawyer whether he could have ordered Fox News to keep Trump lawyers like Ms. Powell and Mr. Giuliani off the air. This is all from uh, some CNN and New York Times reporting. Mr. Murdoch responded, quote, I could have, but I didn't. Hmm. Which seems like not the thing to necessarily reveal in a deposition around a defamation case. But Dan, that's literally what I said about reorganizing some towels the other day. Like I could have, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the filing also included a bunch of emails from former House Speaker Paul Ryan, who's now a Fox News board member, espousing that Fox hosts should, quote, stop spouting election lies. Mm hmm. One of the emails was Murdoch responding to Ryan by telling him that Sean Hannity had, quote, been privately disgusted by Trump for weeks, but was scared to lose viewers. Weeks, Dan, weeks. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah. But he was scared to lose viewers. And it seems that the fear of losing viewers, which was a real fear, because if you remember back to 2020, the first news organization to call Arizona for Biden, which was not called by anyone else for days and days and days, was in fact Fox. Mm. And uh, there was a great deal of pressure on Fox to pull that call because it took a long time because of mail-in votes for, for the Arizona stuff to finally come through. They did not pull it. And there was an almost immediate drop in viewership for Fox. Mm. So this fear of losing viewers was real. Uh He uh, so and that did seem to be a major driver of all of this. Murdoch said that it was, quote, wrong for Tucker Carlson to host conspiracy theorist Mark Mike Lindell after the election. But when asked why he continued to allow the MyPillow conspiracy theorist to appear on Fox, Murdoch signaled that it was a business decision. He was asked by a Dominion lawyer. So it is not red or blue. It's green. And he agreed. So the thing that's interesting about all this, Maureen, beyond just kind of revealing yet again the hypocrisy of Fox News, it's because this is a defamation suit, right? And defamation is hard to prove, is hard to win in the United States. Because it's not enough to say, oh, Fox News aired a bunch of lies, that is not actually going to get you to win a defamation suit. Even if it's as Dominion is saying, they aired a whole bunch of lies about us that put our business into, you know, into jeopardy and our own lives into jeopardy. You can't win that suit. You have to be able to prove that they knew they were lies and that they did it anyway. And this sure feels like that. This is the head of Fox News, not only in a deposition, but also in emails and things like that, basically saying, yeah, we know it's bullshit. His main defense was, well, this was individual hosts. It wasn't Fox as a whole. But there were also emails where like Shepard Smith, who was always trotted out as being kind of like the reasonable guy on Fox. Uh, when he denounced the lies, there were emails from uh, Murdoch saying that people needed to tell him to dial it back, basically. Like, uh, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting. The lawsuit is still not scheduled to uh, actually be heard for quite a while still, but we'll see where it goes. The good news is, Dan, we're not all just getting our information from a bunch of places that are polarized and have, I just, Count Chocula. Back to your cereal. Count Chocula. Mm. Listen, I don't know if they've brought all the flavors back, but there's Count Chocula, there's Frankenberry, and there yep. is a Booberry that I think they brought, brought back for a while. Yep, Booberry's back. The one they brought back, they brought back a real deep cut this year. What? They brought back the Fruit Brute. What's the Fruit Brute? They appear, I also had that thought. I was like, boy, I don't really remember the Fruit Brute. The Fruit Brute was kind of an early one mm. that got dropped pretty quickly. I think largely because his cereal looked gross. Kind of looked like fruit flavored cornflakes. Okay. 
versus uh, like all the others, which are kind of a variation of a puff. Right. But yeah, I I was in a Target this um this Halloween season, and they had boxes of fruit brute, and I was like, whoa. Where do you stand v- uh, vis-a-vis Lucky Charms? So I do not like the fake marshmallow shit. You see, that's the thing. In I... in cereals. I'm not a fan of those weird, crunchy marshmallows. And I know that there are people that love them. And mm. in fact, uh, my very old and good friend Sarah loves those. And at one point uh, ordered from like a food supply house a gigantic bag of just the lucky charms marshmallows wow yeah i was never i was never a super fan but i liked it enough i would eat it yeah that i would say of all of the cereals lucky charm was my was at the very bottom no i mean it's not like i would be like no i'll just have toast if i was somewhere with a lucky charm but um i didn't like the marshmallow you know what I love? That's actually what kept me away from the all the Count Chocula's and things right. like that. They also had those crunchy marshmallows. Alphabets. Oh, I loved Alphabets. I loved Alphabets. Alphabets was one of those cereals that I could sometimes con my parents into buying. Right. Because it was like letters and it And they were less sweet. It was right. like less sugary than uh some of that. Well, let's let's stay on this topic because I feel like that's it for this week. And um, we're just going to get our bowls. We're going to stay here where it's safe. Well, I agree, except that I think that there is some really actually awful slash important news to discuss. And I want to fix a little bit of a content warning on this. Yep. Which is if you are... Uh, it, it, which is we are going to discuss the anti-trans legislation in Tennessee. So uh, proceed accordingly. Yeah. So, so yes, from, from this point sort of to the end, we may be talking about this, uh, but you know, obviously it's, it's Dan and me, we're, we're going to be as care, you know, we don't like it obviously. So if, if you feel like that's okay for you, you know, Judge and judge accordingly. Um, also, not not for nothing, I just came back from Texas yeah. where we had a lot of librarians there and I was asking them how they were doing and they're like, it's not great. Yeah. Because this yeah. stuff is going on all over the place. But yes, shit is going on all over the place uh, for sure. But this week is uh, Ground Zero is the state of Tennessee state that I like a lot. Tennessee is, uh, Memphis and Nashville are two amazing places. So uh, this is not a like, not a place that I don't care about, but it is a place that uh, there's shit going down right now. Um, This is in the last week, both last end of last week and through this week, they have already passed or are about to pass legislation that would restrict drag performances. They uh, are have already passed or are about to pass. Is, is, is we're all sort of in flux. Some stuff has passed. Some stuff has passed. Some spots. Everything is expected to pass by the end of this week. Um, legislation banning gender affirming care for trans youth. Regi- legislation that will reduce trans health coverage for adults via the Ten Care Medicare system. Uh, a bill that would erase transgender legal recognition, so IDs and all of that, uh, and a bill that would ban trans athletes from school competitions. It is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is absolutely the template that a whole bunch of other states are following. Yes. This is not going to just stay in in Tennessee. Um, no. There are a lot of folks in Tennessee proper and out of Tennessee that are organizing uh, against all of this. Uh, One of the very best sources that I found uh, is actually an Instagram account called Protect Trans Health TN. That is all one word. Again, protect. ah, I can't say it when I stop to think about it. Protect Trans Trans Health Health TN. TN. 
all one word, all lowercase. Uh, they are kind of collecting all of the various places that are speaking out and doing active actions around this. Uh, it is well worth finding. Uh, but yeah, it fucking is a nightmare. You know, Dan, I, I've been, I'm one of the people that has been yelling and pointing towards the UK. Yeah. For quite a while now. Because a lot of people say the first they kind of heard about what was going on was maybe that that J.K. Rowling seemed to get really weird all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, and that's not that not really what happened. It's she didn't get weird all of a sudden. Well, she did, but that's not the end of it. It's that there is a movement that started in certain quarters in the UK and it started it seems to have grown out of the first I was hearing of it were in feminist and I'm putting that in quotes quarters. Yeah. Um, and first time I heard about this was just a couple of years ago. I literally didn't understand what they could be talking about. I still don't, but I, I, it was one of those things that I just had to keep having explained to me over and over like NFTs where I was like, what? Yeah. Um, but it became mainstream it is yep. now very much in the blood. Oh, yeah. In the UK media, a lot of, it's very much all over UK publishing. It's all over UK media. It's all over kind of UK entertainment. Yeah. Um, and it really got bigger and louder and more visible because of JK Rowling. Yeah. But it was always coming. It is a right-wing movement. It is a hate movement. Because the, the, the left is as capable of hate as the right. Oh, yeah. Uh, it dovetails into right-wing movements. Yeah. Um, and it follows the same exact pattern as every other panic. Every goddamn panic is the same. Oh, yeah. The most, probably the most recent like this is the satanic panic. Right. Which everyone's like, there are satanic cults eating children, and they're really yeah. everywhere, and literally none of it ever happened. And yeah. people went to court, and there were trials, and there were all sorts of things happening. This is one of those moral panics that comes up during every once in a while, and it is destroying trans lives. Oh, yeah. It is bringing the left, that part of the left, into the right's fold. Yep. One of the more publicly loud people about this is this guy, Graham Linehan, who was one of my heroes until this all happened. Yeah. Who's a writer of many comedy shows, a great comedy writer. And he got into this gender critical cult. It has destroyed his life. It's all he thinks about. And he said things now like, well, because they lied to me about, you know what he was saying. Yeah. They lied to me about trans lives or gender. And now I'm starting to question vaccines and climate change. Yeah, it just it, it it seems to genuinely this one seems to eat people's brains. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's it's one of those things. One of the one of the things about hate groups that is so insidious is they will use anything as sort of a as sort of a a, a wedge in, and then they will then it's fucking all bets are off. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's everything. At a certain point, you know, all of these things converge, you know, your anti-trans groups and your anti-science people and your anti-climate people and your racists and, you know, your white supremacists and everyone else. They are all the same fucking people. You know, you may not be the for, for all that way down the path yet, but you will eventually end up down that path because it's the fucking path of fascism. Like, it's just it is absolutely awful and bullshit and the shit that's going down in Tennessee and everywhere seemingly all at once. Uh, we need to call it out for what it is, you know, and because to it is, I mean, there's so many things to say about, but one of the levels on which it is so weird and creepy is that feminism strove. Believe me, there's a lot to be said about, types of feminism and like why intersectional feminism is so important and the many waves of feminism, but 
getting away from biological determinism was a lot of what it was about. Like just yeah. because you have a wound, you know, like doesn't mean that someone else has control over the thing, right. you know, and they've gone right back to biological determinism. Totally. And they're totally. creepy. But they yes. also have a lot of medical misinformation. Yeah. That they spread. Tons. Um, Dan, I just feel like this is, we have to talk about it. I feel like I do talk about it every day. Yeah. Because so, so much of it infiltrated my industry, like the world. Right. Right. That, you know, I had to do a lot of, you know, it just became something that I was like, hey, like, it's also now it's getting into kids. It's getting into, it's in the water, Dan. Yeah. It's, it's fucking why, everywhere. It's why when I do events with books or whatever, like, just a little thing. But when I go down to Texas or any of these events, I wear a little pin with, like, all, like, all the rainbow colors and the trans colors. And yeah. this is like, you're safe with me. Like, just so like kids know. Totally. And adults too. Like yeah. where well, they're going to be okay. Well, and it's, I mean, it is not lost, I think, on many people that this is also, you know, hand in glove Ron DeSantis's fucking platform. Yes. You know? All of this stuff, like Tennessee is suddenly at the fore because they have, they have gone hard and fast on all of this, but most of it is taking taking cues from what's been happening in Florida for, you know, a, you know, for a year right. plus now. So, I mean, it's just and that's another reason why I think that he has the upper hand over Trump. You know, he is he is actively courting this. He is actively working on all of this in a way that Trump can't point to, you know. Like, he'll fucking say his shit, but DeSantis is ruining active lives. And that's what these people care about the most, is fucking ruining people. Yeah. Uh, It's sort of like QAnon. I mean, it's all the same. It is a part of that. Yeah. It's just slightly, on the surface, less weird than saying RFK is risen from the dead and, you know. Right. JFK is going to come back and we're going to see him. And it's just on the surface level, it sounds slightly less weird, which yeah. is why JK Rowling can get out and do all of these, say all these things she's been saying. And people are like, we're just having, you're not just having a debate. You right. don't debate another person's existence. Right. Whatever yeah, someone's like, we're just trying to have a conversation. A conversation right. about what precisely? Right. A it's conversation the same, about the same, we're just asking questions. We're bullshit. just asking questions. We're just asking questions about X group of people. Yeah. Put any other identity in there. The right. something question. Yeah. Hey, what you got there when you put the something question in there? Yeah. So we're really sorry, you know, if that hopefully even if you are, uh, if you're affected by this issue, like <sighs> what do I even say anymore? I just I'm so worried about how people are doing. Because yeah. the the damage to people's health and their psych their psychological damage, families being taken apart. Yep. Um, so yeah, every single day I'll just get up and start saying stuff again, and yeah, I'm yeah. Not say, I'm not saying that that's. I'm just saying like it's all I personally can think to do is like I've just been pointing. Me personally, that's I've been like. It's coming. It's yeah. there. And uh, uh, Dan, just look, have we talked about Fruity Pebbles? <laughs> uh, were you Fruity Pebbles or Cocoa Pebbles? Mm, I could go either way. Fruity. Mm. I mean, Cocoa was great. Sure. I preferred a Cocoa Crispy over a Cocoa Pebble, though. I like the Cocoa oh, Crispies. Yeah. But Fruity Pebbles are great. There is a, um, there is a churro place by me that you can buy churro that is uh filled with like a a fruity cream cheese Mm -hmm. and dipped in fruity pebbles okay and it is so good i don't hate that dan no it is good the commune will definitely have that cereal dispenser bar and we will not be buying generic brands no full full on 
we will get industrial size, but it will be the brand name. I will point out uh, on our travels in the summer. I have to look this up now. Um, the the teen a few years ago became obsessed with the Malto meal knockoffs. Mm. Uh, I have to look up some of these because they're so good. The names of them are so good. So they come in a bag. They come in a big bag and they are, you know, so their version of Fruity Pebbles is called Fruity Dino Bites. They're uh, Frosted Mini Wheats, Frosted Mini Spooners. <laughs> my personal favorite of, of all of the names. Uh, their version of Honeycomb is called Honey Buzzers. I would eat the shit out of a bag of Honey yeah. Buzzers. Uh, they had Honey Nut Cheerios called Honey Nut Scooters. Scooters? Yeah. There's just so many good names. Okay, maybe Tutti we fruities. actually... We might be able to stock those. They're pretty yeah. good, right? They were good. We okay. we would we were where were we? We were camping kind of near Mount Rushmore and the uh the town, I think it was Hill City was the town that had like a grocery store nearby and they had all of them in the bags and it was like this is awesome. Let me tell you good, so but they don't have everything. Like you know, I don't think they had the equivalent of a corn pop. I loved corn pops. By the time we get to October 2024, the promise I've made to myself is I can have, I can stock and have on hand as many goddamn sugar cereals as I want. Do it. It's going to be honeycomb. It's going to be Apple Jacks. Yes. Do, Live your truth. Listen, we're going to need it. We're building yeah. our energy for that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think people can start now if they want. Listen, get yourself some honeycomb. They yeah. are big and delicious. They are. Oh, man. Good shape. Great shape. Really good shape. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come back to Golden Grams for a second because I remember our pal Akila Hughes mm. recommended to me a combo. Golden Grams and the Reese's Puffs. Mm. Oh, it's a good combo. It's like a little chocolatey, a little peanut mm. buttery, a little graham crackery. It's good stuff. Says who? It's brought to you by General Foods, oh. makers of all of the cereals. I was so excited for a second because I was like, oh, she's going to just say the thing here. Mm. But you didn't. It is actually brought to you by you through your support of our is it Patreon. General Mills, not General Foods. General it Mills. is General Mills. General Foods, um, they made the... They made those uh, coffee flavor things, International House, right? Oh, for when you're feeling fancy. Yeah. I used to think those were like the height. That's the height of luxury. Yeah, for real. Oh, uh, Viennese powdered coffee. Oh. <laughs> made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Can I our tell logo you something? Designed. Yes. So when we got booted off the airplane. Okay, yeah. And I was trying to find something to eat. There weren't actually too many options in this part of LaGuardia I was in, but they had like the juicery, the juice presser smoothie place. Okay. So I went up to there because I thought I can get like a protein smoothie. Uh huh. It has all these choices. And I went up and I was like, can I have? And they're like, we only have the blueberry. <laughs> I was like, we can't, only the blueberry. Do you want the blueberry? And I was like, okay, I guess. And they pour it and they shove it at me. I pay for it. I'm gonna have the receipt. No receipt. <laughs> and I liked the. Were they wearing those burglar masks that are no longer legal now? It seems like maybe the burglars had taken gonna, over that smoothie they, stand. They only had the one type, and they were not going to give you a receipt for it. it <laughs> sure. Felt like it felt like something shady was coming. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> it was like some 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 smoothie grift. Yeah. It was the fruit brute. Only blueberry. <laughs> Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. Darth you can email it. Hey, that is cereal. He does at H E Y 
at sayswhopodcast.com. Uh, you can also reach us on Mastodon at sayswho at omfg.town. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash sayswhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan run Discord server, you can go to tinyurl.com slash Discord, and you can spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, March 15th, for our no. very next episode very hungry for cereal in my basement i am dan sinker dan not gonna lie Mm -hmm. as i just flicked back to another screen to check the notes one of the main trending topics right now number three on twitter is cinnamon toast crunch (laughs) and they have picked up cinegram toast crunch oh they've holy shit and cinnamon toast merger They've something's happening with cinnamon toast crunch. Okay, which I have to admit, I didn't particularly like. It's not my favorite. It, no. they, I want the thing about Golden Grams that was great, mm. and that cinnamon toast crunch was not as good. Golden Grams had a um, had a heft to the little square, whereas cinnamon toast crunch was very very lightweight. Mm. I like the kind of crunch of this of the Golden Gram. Over the cinnamon toast. Also, I liked how Golden Graham, when they got soggy in the milk, they were great. <sighs> Man, cereal. Yeah. All right, go. You can just say your name part. Mm. We're already seven minutes over. Yeah, but cereal is so good. It is good. Cinnamon. I'm sorry, Cookie Crisp. Man, you missed cookie out. Cookie Crisp. I loved that one because at some point, some food scientist at Kellogg's or whoever was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's stop pretending here. Yeah. Let's literally just make it look like tiny cookies. Yeah. It's the fuck it of cereals. Yeah. Like they full on were just like, meh. Yeah. Tiny chocolate chip cookies. It's not even that good. No, it's it's not. It's, but your, your brain is still like, I'm eating a bowl of cookies. Yeah. I'm literally eating a bowl of cookies. So I like it. Yeah. You know what? You want to make, I'm sure that there's Oreo cereals right now, aren't there? Yeah, there are. Because I would definitely make little tiny Oreos. Yeah. I mean, you can just buy the little tiny Oreos and put them in a bowl. I mean, like really just tiny, like this. Big. Cut, cut to the chase here. The size of a dime. Yeah. Well, anyway, Maureen Johnson, <sighs> she is in her office in New York. And I'm this waking... has been Says Who. Waking up a little bit. Well, good. Perfect timing. (laughs) Let's start.